What's up everybody? This week we look at the video game that held a record for most friendships ruined, Super Mario Kart for the SNES. That and a whole lot more is to come, because maybe if you have a red shell and hit me on the last turn, you suck. Welcome to the show. Yeah, that's one thing I hated about Mario Kart, was like, no matter how good you were at the game, your little brother who didn't know his eyes from his elbow could hit you in the last corner and you're dead, you know? it's Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, especially the when the blue shell came out. Oh, yeah. Thank God this game doesn't have that. Um, hope everybody's doing well this week. Uh, this is, I guess, this is Wednesday. This is a... It's not necessarily a bonus episode. Saturday's episode is a bonus episode. Uh, last week I spent a lot of time out of the studio and I didn't have time to get together and record, so that's why I, I slept... I haphazardly slept together a Truman Show episode, which came out kind of like old man rambles for 25 minutes um i've forgotten how uh, how bad it is to do a show by yourself but um before we get started i got to say a couple of things real quick uh if you guys are in florida and you're in the path of the hurricane stay as safe as you can i know it's easier said than done but um you know be safe out there you know hurricanes are nasty 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 things and uh you know once in a 200 year storm has happened for the second time in 10 years you know, it, it's it's more than once in a hundred year storm, I think. Um, but everybody be safe. Hope everybody's you know going to be doing well. So we we want to be entertaining, though. We don't want to do any of this this junkity f- any further. Have you had the latest news on uh, Elder Scrolls Six? Um, I I haven't. I don't know if we've heard the same thing. I, I've heard lots of um con- conjecture that it's going to be in uh, Hammerfell. I think. Yeah, they've Bethesda Softworks has apparently registered the term Redfall. So that's Red, a com- Red Guard. As, yeah, it's a, com- yeah, it's a combination of both the race of people and the country that it's from. Mm. So I think that's a good move, and 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 let me explain why. They did a game in High Rock. They did a game with the elves. They did a game with the human races. Do you want an Oblivion? Yeah. I don't think that. I don't think that the beast races that they have in Skyrim, the orcs, the Khajiit, and the Argonians. I don't think the technology is there to make cities upon cities upon cities of these these characters. Well, you gotta you gotta save something in the chamber for later, too. Yeah, so I maybe, mean... Maybe that's part of it. I mean, like, in the Elder Scrolls Online, it would lag a little bit in the Argonian villages when there was a lot of Argonians because, you know, they, they are a lot harder to higher, develop. Higher rendering. Higher rendering. They got yeah. they have scales instead of skin. They have tails. So there's more textures going on. Yeah. There's more mapping. Yeah, so obviously there's going to be... But I'm starting, I'm starting to get excited now. As, lo- as long as it's not... Escort, go fetch and go kill missions only. You know, that's what I want. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hope, hopeful for a lot of things. I'm hoping that they take advantage of uh, new technology and make yeah. the game as, 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 um, blah, as immersive as possible. Yeah, every, every choice you make has three options: your way, the way, or a third way. Like we've talked about before, yeah. like the, some of the quest lines where it's one way or the other. Well, yeah. what if, what if no one wins the civil war? What if you don't want to be a werewolf? What if you know? Exactly. So. I think I think the best outcome for the civil war war in, in Skyrim, if if this is set after the events in Skyrim, I think the best thing they could do for a civil war, judging by reading the the, you know, the forums and the message boards for the last couple of years, is that the civil war ended in a stalemate. Yeah, that's the only way it can happen because both fan both sets of fans are so pro-empire or pro you know for or at least, or, yeah or at least give you a a third faction or like a um 
you know, a third, a third, just some type of type of third option. It doesn't have to be a faction, but some type of third option. The best fan theory I read about how the Civil War and Skyrim should have ended was that there was um, not a surrender by the Stormcloaks, but the Dragonborn had brokered peace, where Skyrim would have more say in that whatever. And just as they're about to sign the treaty, the Dragonborn is murdered by the returning Dwemer. Huh. <laughs> I saw. I did see a mod too that I thought that w- that th- that I thought was interesting. That I'm really surprised wasn't a just part of the game. Um, uh, become ca- High King of yes. Skyrim because I mean, if you think about it, you and, do all the work. Well, and also in those times, how did you become a king? For over massive defeats, over yeah. you know being renowned, being brave, being so the that, king is dead. Long live the king. That's that's where that first came from. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't Elvis. You know, although Elvis. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I want a burger with a sweet roll bread. Watch Bubba Bubba Hotep if you've never seen it. It's a good. It's a good movie about Elvis. The Elvis not really being dead conspiracy that he took a took a double and. Left and went to Peru and all this. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, Elvis is alive. He's working with uh, with Tupac and Biggie running a Burger King in the Bahamas. And, and Michael Jackson, too. Yeah. yeah. Hee-hee. Um, oh, Michael Jackson. I, mm. Great musician, horrible person. Yeah. Uh, That's going to be said about a lot of them, though. Yeah, sadly. Um, also, I don't know this year. Last year, I did the uh, Movember Challenge, personally. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be doing it this year through the podcast. I might actually be doing it through the job. You look like you are. <laughs> no, I just look like I haven't shaved in five. Well, that's the beginning of it, sir. <laughs> yes, 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 so, guys. I look like a I look like a homeless lumberjack right now. Um, that's that's putting it mildly, I guess. <laughs> no, nah, you're too hard on yourself, man. No, it's it. See, I was telling the kids the other day that um, I've been shaving almost daily since I was twelve up until about five years ago, and then it was like, you know what? I don't want to do this no more. I'm thirty four. I'd be, I'd be, at the time I was 30, you know, I'd been shaving every day for 18 years. I couldn't, like, mm, no. I, couldn't, I couldn't grow real facial hair until I was about 25. Uh, you know what the worst part about it is? It grows in in patches. And once it gets to a yeah. certain length, it stops growing. Yeah, I got the, I got the sideburns really young. I could grow like yeah. legitimate sideburns when I was like 15. You grow some good chops, but, man. Well, as far as, as far as like the goatee and like mustache area, soul patch and all that, yeah, it, it trickled in very slowly over the, the next 10 years. The thing I've always wanted to do, but Sarah won't let me do it, is um, I want to go for the Scotty and beard. You know, the whole long... Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm kind of going with right now. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to look as 90s as possible for <laughs> my for my uh, job. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the, the long goatee, the, the Fu Manchu, the sideburns, all that stuff was pretty big then. If you do if you do an 80s band, you have to shave your head right up the top, grow the Fu Manchu and wear red and yellow, brother. Um. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. I love the 80s, but that's that wasn't really my era. No, I... I you know what I mean? I was, 80s, I was a baby in the 80s. The 80s were all right. They were, they were cool. It's, it's well, the, I just know the 90s. I, I trust oh, yeah. the 90s. That's and that's why we're here because we're here celebrating the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful decade. So, guys, if you're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, look up because maybe pod. Uh, look up our blog because maybe podcast.wordpress.com. I swear to God, I'll get around to writing something to go on there in the next couple of days. Also, uh, if you get bored, you can go to theholodex.com, see what we're yep. playing. We've got um, um, uh, videos, um, 
promotional stuff, just a little bit of everything on there. Something for everybody. So if you, theholodex.com. Sweet. And you guys got a uh, big Halloween show coming up soon, right? Yeah. Locally. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's going to be in Shreveport. Uh, it's not actually on Halloween per se. It's uh, the Friday before because it falls on a Wednesday. But it's uh, October 26th. It's at uh, Strange Brew, which is on um, 235 Wall Street. That is right off of Market, yeah. off of 20. Um, no more than about 15 minutes from anywhere within Shreveport Bossier. And I've, I've been there with when they've done the show. It's a great show, guys. A Strange Brew is a great, great place to uh, to perform music and to watch music. It's 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 a proper music venue. It is. As it, well yeah. as being a bunch of other things, too. It's run it's run by my good buddy, Trey, and um, he, he really puts his heart and soul into it. Um, he, over the past couple of years, he took a, a substantial amount of the profits. He redid the bar. He got all new coolers. He put a brand new sound system in there. He built yeah. a drum riser. Um, so he, he's definitely, um, putting his money where his mouth is literally. Um, and every time I go in there, it's, they've got a new, you know, new light system or new lasers, or they've upgraded the bathroom or fix this. So, I mean, I, yeah, uh, we've, we've got a bunch of really cool stuff planned too, cause it's Halloween. We're gonna do, um, probably some giveaways and some contests. I, I haven't really 100%, I can't really tell you what exactly what's going on now because we haven't finalized everything but um it's uh 9 30 on october 26th and it should be a lot of fun 10 bucks for all the 90s you can handle all night sweet and like i said it's going to be a great show i've seen many of them these guys are awesome all right but right now we're going to jump into uh 90s we're going to talk about one of the biggest uh, friend killer games in the history of friend killer games yeah yeah The greatest cartoon ever. Well, not ever, but it was definitely a great cartoon until uh, Disney messed it up. Hey, funny! <laughs> <laughs> Roger. Uh, Roger, I think you may be jaundiced. <laughs> Should see a doctor soon. I'm no medical professional, but I know jaundice when I see it. I, th- I think I've gotten... I, when, when I start looking at... Um, the scenes and the and the stuff. I think I've got I've got a good one for '90s cartoons now because you had like I don't. We're going off tangent. We'll get to America here in, in like five seconds. But like you had Doug and Hey Arnold and the Rugrats and you know really really cool cartoons that were the were the the bridge I guess you could say between they were kids cartoons but they were the first kids shows to start putting jokes in there for the grown ups. 
you know yeah a little wink and a nudge here it's like if you're under if you're over you know 10 it's gonna go right over your head yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you know um, make it interesting for us to kind of it's like he, here's your movie we have raptors and then i've got space fixing six uh, but that's for when you go to bed of course <laughs> <laughs> and nobody got it under 10 it's like anyway <laughs> <laughs> right. uh but not the, see this thing 90s was a great decade and that's why there's a lot of stuff to talk about you know more so than than maybe the 2000s you know, I'm looking forward to one day to listening to the 2000s equivalent of, the, of of this podcast. You know, the uh, I don't know what what would you call it the B A N A S N A S podcast. <laughs> uh, I have no, uh, I have no idea. Okay, so Mario Kart. Um, <laughs> talk about what we know. Talk about what we do know. Mario Kart. Um, the start of what um, a lot of there were games like Mario Kart up before, uh, like battle fighting, ba- F Zero, yeah. um, Cruising USA, kind of type games. Yeah, and maybe not Cruising USA, but F Zero, I guess, was a good and 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 games where you'd like you know you you'd get like weapons and items. Road and Rash. Like well, Road actually, Rash. actually, Road Rash is after that. I, yeah. I'm I'm mistaken because that was Sega. That was 16 yes. bit. But, but I mean, yeah. But but you know, like like um. You'd get a car, you'd get weapons, and you'd fight. You know, b- battle cars, battle racing, whatever you want to call it. This yeah. was really, this really kicked this off. Yeah, it was kind of the pioneering. And the only of... reason it kicked it off is because of Mario. Right. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, when Nintendo was developing this game, they weren't they they wanted to create a battle racing game yes. similar to F Zero, but they didn't intend for it to be a Mario. Uh, franchise game no they didn't um, i don't know if that's in your notes somewhere yeah but. it's it's actually um they wanted to what what, what happened was me and Mortal wanted to develop a two-player racing game for the snes right all attempts to create racing games they could only have the power to do single play so like that's why f-zero's tracks and backgrounds and stuff look magnificent but I always wondered, well, why can't you have two players? It'd be an yeah. awesome two-player game, you know, and it would be. And on the new reissue, <laughs> it's actually incorrectly listed as a two-player game. Oh. And it's not. And me, me and the wife were very mad about that when oh, we I'd fired be... it up. Mm. I played Nintendo. Castle Super Castlevania 4 about it. And what what they wanted to do is the battle mode that, that ended up in the uh, game uh, was what they were planning, right? Right. And then um, they realized that not many people would necessarily buy that without a traditional racing system in it you have a right. traditional racing game and at the time they were developing super mario world and they had the sprites for the super mario world all not necessarily 3d rendered but like from all you know from front back side to side right and so just because they wanted to see what the carts would look like with people in there and the sprites that they had originally designed for them were really low quality and they're apparently yeah. causing graphical issues and stuff because of scripting and whatnot so so they just threw mario yeah they just threw them in there just to check it out and they and me and Mortal was like i think we've got something here yeah I, I, yeah i i agree with 100 percent with what you're saying earlier like if you if they hadn't intertwined the mario franchise into this game no i don't think many people would have i mean it would i think it would have sold but i don't it think it would have sold no, yeah and this this is i mean this is more than just a good selling game this is like an iconic like generation defining like a who's who of video gaming at the time this this is and i would argue even still today i mean with the the new installments and stuff i mean it's pretty powerful america series is definitely if it's not on the mount rushmore it's definitely on the list of people to go on the mount rushmore yeah i I don't think you could build a, a mount rushmore of gaming without mario kart i think zelda mario kart and a couple a couple others Mar- have to be there yeah zelda mario 
uh, Mario Kart, and who would be the fourth? Oh, I don't know. Let us know. Uh, <laughs> no, but I would, I would, I would argue uh, the Donkey Kong, the uh, Skyrim series too. Yeah, I mean that's. The, I would argue that, but that's that's my own personal bias shining through. Well, the the original Elder Scrolls games were, were really good anyway, and we might actually look into them one day because they were nineties releases. Yeah, some of them. The, yeah. the first two were nineties releases. Yeah, but um. What happened next was kind of interesting, is that they did this with uh, Super Mario Kart Wii, right? They took the current Mario game that was out, the, current, the, tra- the, the traditional Mario game, and kind of incorporated its elements into the racing game. So, like, for the, example... The, the shells and the, the backgrounds, yeah. the question boxes. The areas. Right, yeah. And they did the same thing with Super Mario Kart Wii and Super Mario Galaxy. Like, if you uh, if you have a Super Mario Galaxy save file on your Wii, you can open up... You, you get a new character in Super Mario Kart. <laughs> so, you know, they kind of intertwined that. And this was, like, the first time that you... That two distinctly different games had been intertwined like that, even if they were in the same series. Because it wasn't like Mike Tyson's punch out combined with, uh, you know, kickboxing, you know, or, or whatever it was. Right. Um, but yeah, th- this game, I mean, you know, nearly 9 million copies. Now, for a video game, that sounds like a lot. But now when you look back at it, considering the, the iconicness of the game and how many people have played it. I mean, a buddy of mine who I grew up with, a guy's name is Scott, and he did not own Mario Kart. But he was far better at the game than I was. And we played it about the same amount of time because it was me, Scott, and Carl all the time playing. You know, hanging out, hanging somewhere out. Yeah, playing it. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was. It was funny. It was. Uh, it was Carl's system. My game. Scott would just be there. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, um, but it was. It was one of the. It was definitely one of the better games of his time. And we can look back now at the graphics, and you know, they used the mod seven system, which you render seven different layers. And then when you rotate, they all rotate independently. And that hasn't aged well now because we've got true 3D rendering. But at the time, it was revolutionary. Yeah. Um, it was, you know. If you compare it to the, like F-Zero and some other games, uh, Jet Moto, which I, I guess is a little different. Um, wait, no, I'm thinking that. Scratch that. Jet, Jet Moto was a, a PlayStation 1 release. Uh, the, I, played, I played it on my... I downloaded it on my PS3, and the graphics look so bad that yeah. I assumed for a second that it was eight bit. It's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of opened a lot of doors for other racing games like Gran Turismo and oh yeah, other you know. And and the thing is as well, it was like the first after after America was successful. As time went on, you had uh, Sonic Racing, Crash Team Racing, Diddy Kong's Racing. Um, I'm pretty sure there's like a um, Spiral the Dragon racing out there somewhere, you know. Yeah, a lot of a lot of companies followed suit with less um, influential and less selling attempts to try to like you know do do that similar thing. But no, no one had the magnitude at that time no. that Mario did as a video game character. I, th- I think I think in terms of in terms of a quality game, the original Crash Team Racing was up there with Mario Kart. But yeah, the rest of them, they just, they were cash grabs, I think. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah. look, Mario's doing a racing game. Let's put Sonic behind the wheel of a car. Right. And that's one of the reasons why Nintendo stayed in, in the leading edge of the industry for such a long time. It's because they they not only had the technical skills and the, and, and they continued their education to learn more about what, yeah. what they wanted to do, but they also had 
really, really good design studios and creative teams and stuff that came up with truly original ideas, even on, even on rehashed yeah. quote unquote, you know, aspects of franchises. They, they found a way to keep it fresh every time, you know? I think between 1987 and 1996, Nintendo had the gamers working for them. Yeah. And then when uh, PlayStation came out, and there was bigger graphics, bigger, you know, it was, it, was, it was a bigger way of doing things. You could store more data on those discs, too. Yeah. They, they kind of migrated to Sony and then Microsoft, and only recently people are starting to come back to Nintendo because... You know, this podcast is an absolute example of that. There's a lot of nostalgia going around for 80s and 90s stuff right now. And so, you know, people are going back to Mario, people are going back to Sonic and Donkey Kong. And they're um, reissuing all the um, consoles yeah. and games and stuff, yeah. So Nintendo is kind of back in the hunt, so to speak. And, you know what, I'll give them all the credit in the world. They, do, they are doing something that uh, Xbox and PlayStation are not doing, and PC, for that matter, is... Nintendo's going after the family market. And that's kind of always been their and that's always target been, demographic, really. And but, like, they, they haven't, you know, they haven't given, given in to, you know, the, you won't find Grand Theft Auto on Nintendo. No, 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 no. They're not going to do any, like, any realistic shoot-em-ups or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, it's always going to be family-oriented. And, and, like, for example, uh, they, they, released, they released Skyrim on uh, Nintendo on the Switch, on the condition that they incorporate some Nintendo elements into it. I did not know that. So you can get, um, like, there's a suit of armor that's Link's armor. You get a suit of armor that's Mario's, that looks like Mario's thing. Uh, you have the Mario Warhammer that looks shoots like his, fire. Looks like his thing? It, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi. No. Uh, uh, Mamma mia. Yes. That's... I thought you were going to say, like, but Myers deal, Myers uh, is, is okay. Yeah, I thought, I, no, I thought you were gonna say like they wanted some Nintendo elements, and it's like okay, in order to feed a, a dragon, you have to jump on his head ninety two times, <laughs> or ninety three times you get a one up. If, uh, <laughs> if, if your horse gets tired, you have to step on some uh, imp stool, and that'll speed you up. Right. Yeah. No, but like you, you have Mario armor, Zelda armor, and the Mario hammer. I think it is. That's pretty tight. Yeah, I could buy that. And you know, Nintendo did a good job with the with the new uh, Zelda game too. I mean, it was like, you know, um, a modern RPG. You know, you, you could argue it's a modern RPG with just Z Zelda stamped on it. But at the same time, Zelda was one of the first RPGs for for video games. You know, the 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 legend, not the Legend of Zelda, uh, the Adventure of Link. Yeah. You know, the the second one that was, you know, that was an, that was an RPG game before RPG games were. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was the beginning of it, definitely. So let's talk about the in-depth, in, let's, let's, let's burrow down into, into the game. Um, it's your standard basic game on paper, right? You've got, you know, championship mode, who, racer who has the most wins, wins, basically. Yeah, basic racing point system, you're awarded points per, um, per what place what place you finish in. Yeah, yeah, it's one and two player mode. You have 50cc, which is easy, 100cc, which is normal, and 150cc, which is impossible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would call it. I wouldn't call it impossible. I'll call it expert. I could do 150 CC from the f for the first three modes: the flower cup, the mushroom. But cup, once you get to like special once and star, that special, yeah, that special mode, that special cup, I couldn't get past the first level. Yeah, because that stupid bridge had the bridge out gap that was just big enough for yeah. you to jump over, but not big enough for you to make it. Well, see, my 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 thing is is that bastards. It the logarithms get ramped up big time. Obviously, like it wouldn't in any video game, but. 
if you took out all the attacks and all the other stuff, I think anybody could beat. If you all the items were gone, I think anybody could beat 100 CC. Because I couldn't tell you how many times that I've been yeah. going around that last turn in first place, right? And then I I get hit with a shell. Two people run into me, and then I get knocked off the side of the road. And yeah. hey, I'm in eleventh. Yeah. Oh, how did that happen? Wow. Well, if it hadn't been for that shell, that never would have happened. Yeah, it's it's. So that's that's how they get you. Is they just ramp up. They ramp up. The people in the back get more. I've se I've seen many. Like I said, I've seen many a fight in a situation like that. Especially if your buddy hits you with the blue shells, you go around the corner. Or the red shells, you go around that last corner. But right. at the same token, man, all is fair in love and Mario Kart. That's yeah. right. If, if, Mario Kart is not for the faint-hearted. No, it's not. You have to have a real, really close friendship. I mean, Christ, I've played it with Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Stomped her, but... You see, know. see, for me and my friends, it was never that. It was always Tekken. I guess yeah. we, we took Tekken really seriously. We took uh, Street Fighter, Mario Kart, and at the time, International Superstar Soccer. Mm. See, there were two... Um, there were two franchises that brought out soccer games. There was the FIFA series and the ISS series. Yeah. And until about 1999, or maybe even 2001 on the on the PlayStation, ISS or PES as it became, was the superior game. It's just when the licensing went exclusively to FIFA, everybody migrated to FIFA because, well, you know... Didn't have no option. Who, who, would you rather play Arsenal versus Manchester United or North London versus South Manchester FC? I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna play. We're gonna play. We are. We are the Dallas Rednecks versus the New England Scum. I mean, you know, right. just, it doesn't work. You know, <laughs> it doesn't sound as legitimate. Definitely. Uh, you have the Tom Trial, which again is very, very basic. It's single player, no hazards, nothing. You just drive around the tracks. Um, don't you get some mushrooms? I if I'm not mistaken, or is that in the new one? I think it's in the new one. Definitely, I, I know for, I know for this Yeah, one, you get three in the new one, that's for, what it is. For this one, you had a mushroom that I'd always use on the on the shortcut on the last lap, just to get that, you know, lap bonus. Yeah, I, I, I would just, I would unless I had a good spot for it, I would normally just use it in the beginning yeah. to kind of get my revs up. But yeah, there's there's always tactical spots to use that. Definitely, especially on that first course, you know. Yeah. Um, battle mode, which is what the game was originally created for, only ended up having four courses. Which is a shame, really, because, you know... The, the that was the original intent for the game too, wasn't it? Yeah. For it to be that, so that's it's interesting that they they scaled it back considerably. I guess I, I think they knew they had something the racing portion of it. Yeah, because I mean, I've got I've got this game and the the two new Mario Wii's, and all we ever play is race. Yeah, we hardly ever do the battle no. mode. I love the battle mode in this yeah. game, but I mean, it, it got to the point where it, you know. Th Nowadays in the game, they you hit the item box and then like twenty five seconds later it refreshes. Back in this one, you had to run over every box for it to refresh in battle mode, and you, sometimes we'd spend ten minutes looking for that because neither had any power ups. All the power ups are gone. Yeah, you know. Um, and then you had match race, which is the same as the GP mode, except there was no CPU cards. So it was basically mono or mono. Right. With all the item boxes that you'd you know you'd expect. And that killed a lot of friendships. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, you can always you can always tell you can tell a few things in life. Number one, you can tell how strong your friendship when you play Mar friendship is is when you play Mario Kart. And two, you can tell how strong you you can tell how awesome a person is or isn't by how they react when they have slow internet. Yeah. Not not no internet. Slow internet. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of that at times. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's one of the reasons we switched our, our internet service a few years ago because of, of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ugh, I'm really, really, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like we mentioned earlier, you know, this game shared pretty much everything with Super Mario World. A lot of the sprites are the same. The, a lot of the music is similar. Um, but the names of all the, uh, all the areas are taken from, with the exception of Cooper Beach, are taken from Super Mario World. Which, you know, you have the Mario Circuit, Fine Fire. But you have Donut Plains, that was an area in Super Mario World. Ghost Valley, well, there was Ghost Houses for the first time. There was Bowser's Castles, there was Vanilla Lake, there was the Rainbow, the Rainbow Area. You know, and now it's become Rainbow Road. Um, there were four modes, Mushroom Cup, Flower Cup, and Star Cup. Then followed by Special Cup. And each kind of cup, the, the races would get harder. A lot harder. Yeah, you know, I mean, the first Rainbow Road, I think that was the first time I ever got scared by a racetrack in a racing game. Because all the other games had, like, a side you could hit, you know, yeah, and fall off. And, it, it's, and I think it's more mental than anything. Yeah. Because if you go, like, say you go to Mario's, Mario Circuit or someplace that's, or someplace that's got walls, you'll never touch the wall. No. But as soon as you get someplace with no walls, Whee! ooh, forget about it, you know. There is a part of me that thinks that they act, they, they purposely um, made the turn in on Rainbow Road harder. Yeah, it kind of slopes down and then c- yeah. curves. Yeah, it's it's very trepidatious. Um, this game has only eight characters, but then again, at the time, that's all Mario needed. That's I mean, but this was the full gambit of the well, without maybe the adding Goomba. Goomba and Koopa. What a Goomba driving a car doesn't have any arms. Well, they got a Koopa here. Well, it has arms though. But how can he sit with the shell? His card is made out of the shell. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but you had Mario, Luigi, Peach, Yoshi, Bowser, Donkey Kong, <laughs> the Toad, and Koopa, and kind of they were split. They were all split up into like four groups of two. So like two races would have, uh, say, for example. Uh, Bowser and Donkey Kong had low, had uh, high speed, but low acceleration. You had Yoshi and Peach who were, you know, who were quick off the mark, but very, very slow. And bad, bad handling. Oh yeah, I hated those two. I graded at the start to get, get a power start, but then once you got going, everybody caught up with you. Yeah. You know, the last thing you wanted to be is like, you know, three seconds behind your dude on the last corner with Yoshi. I actually get Toad or Koopa when I play. Toad and Koopa, I always went Toad and Koopa because... They might not have been the quickest, but they had good acceleration they could handle well, and that's what necessarily you needed because of all the twists and turns, you know, to get get around the corner good, and then, you know, back to top speed quickly, whatever top speed was. I didn't, I honestly figured there, there was a few differentiations here and there because the characters are different, but yeah. I didn't really know that it was subdivided that much. That's interesting. It actually answers a lot of, a lot of questions that I had, though. Like, why um, I would go around the corner and get nailed by DK and it would just end my entire world. Well, because oh, yeah. he's got a lot, he's got high weight. Yep. And his speed is the, uh, highest. the highest. So he's got all the momentum. He just smacks you out of the way. Yep. Yeah. And that, that led to my love of going heavy characters whenever I play Mario Kart now. I yeah. Mean, it's like always the heavy character. I go for speed. Oh, well, you're not going to be able to accelerate. It doesn't matter. When I get to that top speed, I'll just budge you out the way. You know? Um, yeah, it's it's... But I mean, considering who the game is for, I'm surprised Mario and Luigi weren't better. They were okay, but they were like the fourth and fifth best characters in the game. Well, I think I, I think best character, quote unquote, is kind of objective, well, though. True. Because I mean, it depends on how you drive. It yeah. is the way you. Because I mean, like me, I'm I'm pretty much a driver. Like I I'm all about the racing. 
Like I, I don't use shells and pickups very much. Yeah. I don't use them if I, if I don't have to. And I, you know, I cut corn, you know, cutting yeah. corners like a race car driver would, you know, and that. So but there's other people who are really heavy handed. They're all about destruction. They'll go out of the way to like slow people down and blah, blah, and blow them up. And I just, it just depends on how you play. Well, for, for, for me, when I, when I play it now, uh, my style is this, get in front as quickly as possible, then get a shield. You know, yeah, like some shells going around you or an extra shell or something. In yeah. You. Yeah. So that, you know, if somebody throws something at you, you don't get taken out. Right. Straight away. And then on that last lap, I, I, I plow the road. Like if I've got three bananas, I just drop them, you know, just to kind of, but I'll get, I'll do the racing stuff first. Yeah. Like when you're in first place all the time or second place, you get the crappiest loot. You get green shells and bananas yeah, if and you're so, lucky. Yeah. And so you've got to learn how to race. Otherwise, you know, cause if you're always shooting shells and winning, you're not going to learn how to race because, you know, you're in 12th place throwing shells. That's the point, you know? Right. But, um, in modern Mario games, all, uh, modern Mario Kart games, all the uh, characters have their own, uh, uh, ha you know, share the same items that you do. In this game, they were very, very specific. Like, um, for example, Mario would never throw a shell at you. It would always be, uh, invincibility sp star. Spur? No, star. Uh, yeah, Princess Peach and Toad would throw poison mushrooms at you. Uh, Koopa would throw a green shell. Yoshi would throw an egg. Just stuff to, you know, to, to plow the road up, you know. Stuff people going going through. And also, this is the weird part of it. If you picked a certain character, you would always be battling with a different with the same character. So like now it's completely random, but then, you know, if you picked Mario, Donkey Kong would always be fighting you. If you picked Princess Peach, Bowser would always be... That's you. why Luigi is, and Peach have constantly been on my butt forever, because yes. I use Toad and Koopa exclusively. Yep. You, use to, you use Toad and Koopa, and there they are. Yeah. Um, I'll make sure and just rock their world the next time I play and return the favor a little bit. The, the only problem is, though, is the way it was set up was that you'd have... And the, they, they did the same thing in Mario Kart 64. They'd have uh, one guy who was very, 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 very good, one guy who was good, one guy who was okay, and then three guys who were bad. So, no matter who your rival is, if, like, on that last corner you knock Peach off and she finishes in eighth, then everybody would be kind of promoted a spot. So, like, whoever finished, whoever would normally finish in third would bump up to second, and so on and so forth. So, like, you could be Toad and Peach be at the back of the queue, whereas, you know, you could be, but then you'd be fighting Luigi or something, you know? Right, but every time I see her... She'll, she always has a little something for me. Oh, yeah. Whether I'm lapping her or she's right behind me or she's in front of me. Yeah. They, yeah the I, rivalries are definitely definitely there. I, I, hated, I hated Peach and I hated Toad because that stupid mushroom. It's interesting, though, that the, the rivalries aren't reciprocated. No. Because, like, you think, okay, Mario's rival is DK, so DK's rival is Mario, right? No. DK's rival is Toad. See, and that's, and, you know, that's... That's interesting. That is interesting. And, and the thing is they have, you know... One, two, three, four, five guys you can be considered good guys, and three guys you can consider being bad guys. So, you know, you, you, you can't have the whole Bowser and Peach, Mario and Donkey Kong, Luigi and Koopa, and then you've got Toad against Yoshi. It just, you know, you should have put Wario in this game. Yeah. But then well, he, they, he, I don't think he'd been invented yet. No, he was around. Was he? Yeah. He was, he, Mario World 2 would already, no, Mario Land 2, excuse me, had already been out for a couple of years at this point. What about Waluigi? Oh, no, he didn't come around till like. The most undesired character of all time. Talk about, 
Luigi is the worst character of all time. Nintendo, hold my beer. Poor Luigi. <laughs> well, I no. said before, they could have done a lot more with Luigi, but instead they just made him a Mario clone, and now they've made him a joke. And it's like... I, I, I liked Luigi just because I like his, uh, his colors, his color scheme. Green, I like the yeah. green and the green and blue. It's cool. Uh, I actually like Waluigi, Luigi, believe it or not. Yeah, he's, he's kind of annoying, but yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, oh my word. Like all America games, this has got its own set of uh, power-ups. You have the green shell, which bounces off walls and spins you out. The red shell, which we used to call the Heat Seeker. Yep. And uh, that was the blue shell of its day. Yeah, that was his blue shells I got. Yeah, you throw it and bang, it detects the next per- detects the person in front of you. Unless you do some really clever maneuvering. You can, you can get, if you go off a jump, I think that's one way to do it. To stop it. Um, and, or you go around a uh, curve and it tries to literally follow you and it hits a corner yeah. or like a wall or a tree. Yeah. yeah it's, There's it's, a ways around it, but it's, it's, it's hard. It's a heat seeker, but it, but it can be dodged. It's fallible. It's fallible. But if you're, yeah, but if you're four feet behind it on a straight line, oh, forget, forget about it. it. It's over. It's Unless over. you have a feather and you can jump over it. Or a red shell of your own to counteract or green shell. But yeah. the green shell is going to be 50-50 straight up. I was really, I was really, really good with green shell. Yeah, my my hit rate with the green shell was much better than the hit rate with the red shell. I bet I, I I'm sure I was better than I thought because there's been a couple of times I've been going around the corner and I got a green shell. It's the last turn, and I just oh, if I time this right, I can just yeah. nail Peach and win this race. I mean, every out of every ten times, I'll get it maybe two or three. But that's better than cheese. Yeah. I mean, it's that's it's tough. Yeah, my my one was about three out of ten too. But I mean, that's, that's, for, for, for that, green that's shell, good. that's that's accurate. That's yeah, know? that's actually very accurate. Because you know, it's it's like use the force, Luke. Yeah, you, know, you, you just have to time it and just hope and pray that it's correct. You know? Hit and hope. Uh, I hated the banana peels. I still do. I think oh, they're the, useless yeah. items ever. Um, the mushroom. In this game, it was it was it was okay. Um, it had potential, but it just. Oh, look, we're just going to make you go faster. I think they should have done what they had, uh, like, in Mario Kart Wii with the Super Mushroom. Where you grow. Where you grow. Yeah, yeah and you can run people over. And... Um, the Invincibility Star. Court, you have to have the Invincibility Star. It's a Mario game. Well, it, it's not really an Invincibility Star, though, because you drive off the edge. Ah. So that's my only beef with it. It's It shouldn't be called Invincibility. Invulnerability. It should, call, it, should call, it should be called the Go Fast and Knock People Out of the Way <laughs> pickup. It's not... No, by by any means, it does not fit the terms of invincibility. But yeah, now, fair enough. I did not know this until I researched it. That uh, if you get ten coins in a race, your top speed increases by yes. twenty five percent. I did not know. That. Yeah. Oh yeah, getting coins is catamount. They actually removed that from subsequent versions of this game. Yeah, I know. Sucks. Yeah. Um, I hate the lightning. The lightning is absolute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only because only because I got hit by it so many times. And yeah. Like, well, that means that you're in first place a lot. Yeah. See, good at this game. Uh, not really. Um, the ghost only plays in two-player mode, and that steals your item. Between the ghost and the red shell, those are your friend killers right there. Yeah. You know, because like you know, you hit the dude with a red shell. He spins out. He lands on a thing. He gets a red shell. You hit a ghost, and then you hit him with another red shell. Like you've hit him with two red shells, and then that that pissed. That's like that's like getting hit with two draw fours in a row in Uno. Um, me, my, uh, my little brother, my little brother and my wife and his girlfriend at the time were on vacation and, um, we got, uh, it was, weather was really bad. So we were kind of stuck in the little, um, apartment we had rented for the week. 
and uh, we, we, we played Uno, but we always played with custom rules. Straight rules. Yeah. Well, custom, like we would create our own rules. Like uh, you could transfer cards. Like if someone, if it's someone, okay, say it's my turn and my brother's next. I, if I put down a draw four, then like other people could put their draw fours on top of it. Yeah. If they were there, yeah. Oh man, he, I've never seen anybody so angry. Yeah, like he literally flipped the table over. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> screw you guys, I'm getting him. Um, America, <laughs> Uno, and Monopoly. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that. Monopoly, yeah. Uh, you know how to play Monopoly in real life? How to, okay, you know Monopoly's come out right now, right? New, you know, say old-fashioned Monopoly. You know, how to, you know how to update it for the real world? Huh. What you do is you give one player 90% of the bank, all the properties except the first brown one. Right, and then you complain to the other person how they can't. Oh, they're do lazy. It. Yeah, and they can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid people. Um, <laughs> that's about as political as I'm going to get today. Uh, <laughs> and the sound, the soundtrack's an iconic soundtrack, an iconic Mario soundtrack. Yeah, and that's par for the course for pretty much every Mario game. Yeah, I mean, they've always had fantastic sound. And even it's, even in the 16-bit era, you know. Yeah, no, it's, it's always been on point. Uh, this was written not by uh, Koji Kondo, who did the um, original Mario series. But this was written by Soyoa Okara. Now, I probably butchered that, and my sincerest apologies if I have. Um, I think it goes without saying by now that I've, I've apologized so much for butchering names that I'm not really the best uh, uh, person to, to non-Westernize names. I'm not well, the best at saying them. Yeah, so you got a language barrier there, so not 100% not your fault in the fact that you recognize it and mention it. That takes care of it, so Sweet. all good. So, yeah, no, no offense intended, I'm just stupid. Uh, <laughs> no ignorant. <laughs> that, <laughs> no, I mean you. You don't know. I mean, yeah. I, do you know Japanese? No, I didn't think you did. So, I mean, <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. You did the best you could with the information yeah. you had. Can't can't blame anybody for that. Uh, I love the Japanese. So, if you know how to say that name correctly, feel free to feel free to correct me. Drop John a line. <laughs> you know, enunciate it. You know, whatever you want to do, or or we can just say you did his best. I think that's fair enough. Japan is definitely on the list of, of, of where I'd like to go. The Mediterranean, man. I would love to sail yep. the Mediterranean. Corsica, Egypt, uh, the, the Greek the Greek Isles, yep. uh, the Spain, Portugal, you know, area. And, mm, My travel cool. bucket list is Japan, um, the Mediterranean, um, Iceland. I've heard that place. I actually have some friends that are moving there next year. And they've been saving up for four or five years to do it. They're very excited. They've been learning ice, uh, Icelandic. Icelandic and all that. Yeah. And I actually believe it or not, I'd like to go to Sweden. No, not Sweden, Norway. Excuse me. Yeah. I'd, I, yeah. I'm, I've got some lineage from there. So I'd love, I'd love to go there. I mean, I've been to, I've been to Ireland and America, you know, that's the, that's the length of my trail. But Ireland is a, is a unique country too, believe it or not. Nobody, nobody, nobody believe, believes it when you say it, but like, a hundred mile journey in the United States takes, let's say, ninety minutes, right? Yeah, give or take. Um, if you drive like some people I know, maybe thirty minutes, but uh, ninety right. minutes. Island, a hundred mile journey is at least a day. Really? Or it was in in the mid nineties. Huh. Because you'd get in a car, and after you leave the city, it's country roads. They weren't like you know. There wasn't like a, the Irish equivalent of I forty five or the uh, interstates yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I mean that they did have interstates in Ireland, but the places the places where we were headed, you know, didn't necessarily have them. They so weren't maintained necessarily by yeah. the government or whatever. Yeah, so you just travel through the country, 
And if you want to see how life is with with Tom stood still, while still being a modern country, right? Ireland was the place to go. Huh. You know, but um. So now that we've done the travel edition, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, and the reason I bring that up is because you know, um, these games were worldwide. This is this is another thing too that Nintendo was starting to do, and the way things were in the late 80s, early 90s, it was a lot easier to ship things, it was a lot easier to import things and export yeah. things. I mean, there was there was some video game systems that, that I played in the 80s, like the Sinclair Spectrum and the Amstrad, and I guarantee you they didn't make it over this side of the world. And no, so, I've never heard of them. So, yeah, exactly. And they considered iconic in certain, in at least in European retro gaming cycle. You right. Know? Um, but this was you know one of the few one of the first few games that was released worldwide, and so we started to have that whole you know all games released for everybody as opposed to just the Japanese, just the Europeans, just the Americans, just the they they found a worldwide market for it exactly. And not only that, they they kind of tore into a whole nother um, market within their market because a lot of the games before then like. Um, Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and some other ones. Um, you know, this one, this was in a you know an original title that had this had a host of copycatters yep. after it. Like we mentioned, Road Rash, yep. mistakenly as being coming around at the same time. It actually came much later, four or five years later. You know, Destruction Derby. I'm not familiar with that one. That was a PlayStation game. Okay, game series. Um, the object of it was it was basically stock car racing, and the object of it was traditional racing mode and then you had your pit mode and basically the idea was to destroy the cars in the race oh kind of like um twisted metal yeah yeah basically you get points for you know hitting cars in certain areas so like the easiest tactic would be is turn around is off the start turn around and just head on collision some folks because they'd all crash into each other and you get the points for it so you know um but yeah man it's it's you know I, I love this game. I love all. I love all the Mario Kart's that I've played. Um, I personally think that Mario Kart sixty four is overhyped. Yeah, it's a good game. It is a really, really good game. But I think the graphics for this game are a lot better. Yeah, I think the overall gameplay is probably a little bit better too. Yeah, I mean, it did. You know, sure it had the. the it, aside from the maps, maybe this is better than sixty four in in pretty much every way, in my opinion. The only <sighs> yeah. thing that Mario Kart sixty four brought you was a two mile long rainbow road. And the blue shell. Mm. And aside from that, it was not as good. I think they added some characters too, didn't they? Didn't they add like dry bones? Or was that the Wii? I, that was I can the Wii. Remember. They whipped, um, for, for uh, the 64 version, they took off uh, the Cooper and they put on Wario. Mm. So they took off a light character and they put on a heavy character and they reclassified a couple of them. I don't, I, I think. Okay. But I mean... I, I think I think this is a better game. It's definitely an it's definitely a nine out of ten game. It's definitely one of the greatest games of its generation and the greatest games of all time. It's it's got but it's also you got to think of it as the Wayne's World effect. We've talked about this before. Yep. How sometimes the first one is so good that no matter how good the second one was, if I mean it almost becomes a, a null point because the first one was. How do I explain this? When it, when the first one came out, it was new. It would it had never been done before. It was revolutionary. Yeah. So the second one comes out, and it's just like you know another 
offshoot of it and it's it's it doesn't have the same innovation you know you have to seriously overhaul it for it to work you and know? i think they i think they did in, like i said not to say not to say uh mario kart 64 was a bad game mario kart 64 was probably definitely at least an 8 out of 10 game you know at, at, at a minimum um it's just i mean you, you're right it was essentially the same game updated for its new system whereas when you had uh the gamecube version it was uh, mario kart double dash you, oh, had two, I, you had two player cards. I, I, I wish they would have um, expounded on that. I love that game so much. Yep. Uh, Mario Kart Wii, they expanded it with um, uh, cu- uh, bikes. Yeah, bikes and uh, and uh, the jumps and boosts and stuff like yep. that. Wasn't that kind of a new thing? And I think they increased the character roster so that they it's not did, the same. They did, substantially. It's not the same eight races all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's 12 now? There's, yeah, there's 12 per... Um, per race and you can be a me you can yeah. be your me character too which i thought was cool but those 12 are not going to be the same 12 every single time right so you're going to have like say you have the 12 that you start out with and then when you get the first character you unlock then it starts shuffling and that's, that's and then once cool. you've unlocked everything it's a complete shuffle you know yeah and th- that's cool too but uh like i said it started off uh all these themed races sonic we mentioned sonic diddy kong crash bandicoot yeah, those those are kind of the direct um, offshoots of it. I mean, there's other. You could say that other racing games were influenced by it. Yeah. But those t- uh, titles that you just mentioned, like directly, they they did exactly they the same stick. Thing. Uh, well, hey, let's stick Sonic in a cart. <laughs> yeah. And I think the only one out of those that that actually not made any sense, but actually was worth its with the plastic it was printed on, was the Crash Bandicoot one. I've, I, you know, I have to check that out, or at least watch some screen grabs of it or something. CTR, I think the good thing about CTR was that they didn't try to be innovative. Whereas the Sonic and Donkey Kong ones did try to be innovative, you know, they did try something. But the, 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 the Crash Bandicoot one was going, look, this is our attempt to do an America game with the Crash Bandicoot universe using the Crash Bandicoot power-ups and the Crash Bandicoot items. And because they have different effects than the Mario ones, you know, it, it worked differently. And I think that's what made it, that, that's why it worked. Because it didn't try and say, we are not Mario Kart, we're doing our own thing, wink, you know? Right. They, they were basically flat at the open saying, yeah, this is, this is our racing game. It is a battle racing game using our power-ups and our characters. Come on. Right. You know, so. A different flavor, if you will. So this spawned seven other Mario Kart versions. Yeah. Uh, Mario Kart, there's a new one in the pipe, I found out. Really? For Switch? For the Switch, yeah. Uh, another con- console I don't have, of course. Uh, but I think the one, I think, I think they're going to make it different. They, 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 apparently, what, what I've read, they've uh, overhauled some of the ways they're doing things, they've overhauled the mechanics and so on, so hopefully it'll be good. Um, this was the first Mario crossover. This was the first time that Mario started doing something of something else. Right. And before you started partying and smashing, and yep, uh, Mario and Sonic. You know, it was it was it was the start of the. Hmm. We have a game. We don't know who the main character is going to be. I just let Mario on, kind of thing that Nintendo right. started. You know, which we'll get to here in a minute. But in the meantime, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna take a break, get a drink, stretch our legs, whatever. We'll be back here in a minute, and we'll finish everything off.
Now, you might think we cut that off just a little bit too quickly, but there was a reason why I said, you know what, let's 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 take a break. Because for once, my consensus was wrong on social media. Uh, I asked last week, are there too many spin-offs in the Mario in the Mario universe? And the general consensus is actually no, they're not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And and the reason being, pretty much everybody gave the same reason was um is there a market for it? Yeah, no, there's, there's, yeah. And, and Nintendo's, they... Nintendo has a great marketing team. And they knew how to switch it up a little bit to make it a little bit different, you know? Yeah, I just, in doing some research, you know, in, in the past, you had some things like on the Nintendo Philips and the Rob and just, you know, really, really, not really, really great Mario games, but they weren't part of the Mario series, you know, because you've got now Cut, uh, Paper Mario, uh, Mario Paint, Mario Music, Mario Galaxy, Mario versus Donkey Kong Mario versus Sonic well, Smash Brothers you know and they might they might there might be there probably actually is too many of them but I think that they appeal to such a wide variety of people that there's something for everybody so for me like I grab the carts I grab the Mario yeah. world I'm done that's what I want you and, know? and I think one of the, one of the things too I guess um, how Nintendo does it is and and uh, some I think it was Adrian who pointed out on Facebook shout out Adrian um, who said they don't release them at the same time yeah, they're good about staggering them, and they're good about um, not re-releasing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> Bethesda, <laughs> uh, but they, you know, adding new features like um, Mario's attacks, like they had added the spin thing, yeah. they added the leaf, and they added the blue shell, and constantly the, stepping up their game. Nintendo you know? might release one Mario game a year, but it's not Mario every year. It's Mario. Then it's, it's Mario not like Color, uh, then it's Smash Brothers. It's not it's, like Madden or anything. Yeah, then again, you could update a roster of Mario. Yeah. Mario's on his 55th year. He's being replaced by Mario Jr. Yeah, right. It's a me. Uh, <laughs> you know. So, but thanks everybody who took the time to um to uh, answer that question. I appreciate it. Uh, guys, if you want some more banterous banter, go to our social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, because maybe podcast. Uh, and you mentioned earlier you've got some shows coming up. Uh, if you guys want more information on the Holodex, you can go to... Uh, Holodex.com, or you can look us up on Facebook, Facebook.com, Holodex, or you can just search us in that nifty little uh, search bar. Everybody's got a top. Yeah, so what you do is you open up Bing and you type in Google.com. No, no, you go to, you go to, you go to Ask Jeeves oh, after God. you dial up with your 56K modem that 56K? your mom has 56K? Ooh, look at you. We had 12K and I had to like it. Oh, uh, I, hey, <laughs> I had a, I had a uh, 900 baud, so I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> That's why I always smirk whenever the kids go, hey, the Wi-Fi's off. Aww. Uh, go, go grab a network cable. Yeah, because the thing is, is this: when you were downloading something, you'd look it up, and it would be something like, "This download has thirty-four point seven years to go." Yeah. And you step away for forty minutes, and when you come back, you see one of two things: one, there's two minutes left on the download. Right. Or two, there's now fifty-six years left on or the download. <laughs> or it hasn't moved at all. <laughs> or you, the other connection's gone off because their mom has picked up the phone or something. And this uh, is why I have a fast computer. That's right. Um, so next week, um, uh, I'm going to be joined by Tara. Now, for those of you who don't know who Tara is, you've probably heard her voice, regular listeners will have. She is our sarcastic teen. She has uh, got rid of her anonymity because she's actually sometimes our video editor on the uh, YouTube page for our um, our big our big episodes. So she wants to talk about one of her favorite movies of the 90s, Jurassic Park. Oh, cool. She, she loves that movie. I love that movie. Um, yeah, so we're going to have a little, uh, little fun with that. Hang on to your butts. Yeah. 
And the question is a Jurassic Park theme, but it's not related to Jurassic Park. If you know you could do something, should you do it? Are we talking from an ethical standpoint? Ethical, moral. Just because I could eat that slice of cake, should I eat that slice of cake? You know, it could be mundane to philosophical. And well, it, I mean, it turns into, okay, one, am I going to gain something positive from doing this? Two, am I going to hurt anyone by doing this? And I feel like if you start off with those two things, pretty much everything that after that is pretty much ancillary. I mean, well, I think I think a lot of people too, and this is the sad state of the world these days. Number one, is it going to benefit me? Yes. Number two, is it going to hurt someone else? Eh. Well, and and, and and let me let me go ahead and say this in no particular order. I actually probably would think of the latter first because yeah. I'm I'm I don't like it when I don't like it when people slight other people and do things without thinking of other people so in turn i try not to be that way i try to be very open-minded and courteous and stuff like that i'm not perfect by any means but no nobody is yeah i mean if no one's getting if you're not hurting anybody you're not breaking any laws and you gain enjoy you gain enjoyment from it why not man and for those of you wondering, what's that got to do with Jurassic Park? After they found the raptors that if they you were could, breeding, yeah, you, it, you guys were so focused on whether or not you could do it, you you you, you, you did, 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 didn't focus whether you, you could. Yeah, uh, no, that's and that, and that's a fair point because I mean that and that goes back again to the to the ethics of it. Just just because you can create a you know ten thousand pound car- carnivorous machine, that's gonna, should you should you, I mean. Well, we're on an island in Costa Rica. What's the worst that can happen? You'll find out next week, everybody. <laughs> right. So, Greg, man, it's been awesome to have you. We will have you back on in a couple of weeks. My pleasure. Um, I've got a couple of new voices joining us in the next couple of weeks. Uh, like I said, we've got Tara. We've got a couple more people coming on board. Guys, if you like what you hear, give us a share. Let let people know. You know, we need to grow. We need we need to build the, the because maybe universe and so on and so forth. Greg, it's been awesome to have you. I will see you all next week. Well, actually, no, I won't. I will see you all Saturday because this is coming out today, believe it or not. This is, we're recording it Wednesday and I'm going to edit it by the time I get home and it'll be released tonight. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. ambitious. I know. It's probably going to kill me. but uh, because, because maybe John's lost his mind. Yes. Well, like I said, last week was <laughs> last week was a hectic week and I got to do nothing on the podcast and you know, through absolutely no fault of anybody. anybody oh, uh, yeah. We, I, we've... We both professionally and personally have been getting our butts kicked a little bit. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's a good time to get together. So, like I said, everybody have a fantastic week. Um, if you're in Florida, stay safe, and we will see you next time. Do <laughs> <laughs>